Hello and welcome to The Drawing Board. This podcast will explore architecture, life, school, and faith. My name is Jacob Slagle and I'm your host. Today we'll be talking about architecture school, what to expect, what not to expect, and a general how-to for crushing it all the way to graduation. Let's get started. I'd like to welcome everybody again to our very first episode. I'm super excited to be able to launch this podcast for all of you this fall to try to make things a little bit easier for those who are new to architecture and things a little bit clearer for those of us who have been in the game a little longer. This podcast is presented by the CBU chapter of AIS and is ran by students for students. Our show will post new episodes about every three weeks and will always focus on topics that are paramount to success in your school life, career, personal life, and spiritual life. That being said, Any questions or hot issues you might have or come up against are welcome to be submitted for discussion. I'm at your disposal. I will have more information about how to submit questions at the end of the show and in the notes afterwards. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter because it's just me sharing some insight with you, but in the future, our episodes will contain interviews and conversations with other students and professors in order to fully explore the tough questions that we might have. But for now, let's dive into today's topic. So what even is architecture school? For some people, it's a major that they've been on track for since they were kids. For others, it was an interesting option in the course catalog. No matter how you got here, here you are. Those of us who have been here for a few years will all attest that architecture is not what we thought it was when we started. In fact, I'll venture to say that none of you who are starting out have any idea what you're getting into. Now, don't take that the wrong way. Architecture school is a beautiful, crazy, wonderful thing that will change the way you look at the world. It will take your mind to places that you never knew existed. You will produce things that you never thought possible. I think the perfect way to start this podcast is to first talk about my definition of architecture, which is a little different than some people's, and you'll have your own at some point, but I'll keep it general. Then we'll dive into some tips on surviving the first few years of architecture school. So the first question we have to ask ourselves is, what is architecture? What does that mean? Architecture is a unique field. Architects have the privilege of thinking things up in their head and seeing them come to life right in front of them. If we're going to throw a hard definition on architecture, I would say that architecture is the intentional design and creation of the built world and human experience. Architecture is everywhere. Architects get to change the way the world looks, how it feels, what it sounds like, and even sometimes how people use it. When I was first thinking about studying architecture, all I really wanted to do was to design houses. More specifically, I wanted to design my house. It wasn't until I started architecture school that I realized that there's so much more out there. This leads me into my first tip for thriving in architecture school and a career in the field even beyond that. The first tip I have for you is to keep an open mind. Now this is primarily directed at new architecture students, but I think even seniors and graduate students can learn from this. Keep an open mind and an active search for what architecture is to you. Architecture is more than drawing, it's more than designing houses. Architecture is this wide open field that can take you a million different ways. Keeping an open mind is key to making sure that you find your own path in the field. This also means that you need to manage your expectations during the first couple of years of school. If you come in right away hoping to start drawing your dream house or design the next tall skyscraper in New York, you're in for a wake-up call. You'll spend your time early in architecture school learning how to think like a designer. 
learning how to rewire your brain to see the world differently than you ever have before. These essential skills will benefit you when it comes time to go to studio or even into the workforce. I think that it's also important not to pigeonhole yourself on what you're good at or what kind of buildings you want to design or even really categorizing yourself at all. I used to say to myself that I'm not a great designer and I probably never will be. I care more about the business side of architecture. So I focused on improving other areas where I thought I was stronger. I worked on my speech and my presentations and I finally realized that it was my fault that I wasn't ever going to be a good designer because I kept telling myself I wasn't going to be a good designer. And I was trying to pigeonhole myself into something that wasn't design. Especially while you're in school, it's immensely important to build all your skills so that you can do everything well. You'll notice that the people who are most successful, the super uber successful people in life, are good at bending to the circumstances and making things work because they're flexible and have enough foresight to see that they will need many skills in their career. Now the second tip I have for you is to get involved. Now this is something that I wish somebody would have forced on me or I would have taken more seriously when I was first starting out in school because it truly makes a huge difference. Here at CBU, we have not only a ton of clubs and organizations on campus, but three major organizations dedicated to architecture. We have the American Institute of Architecture Students, the AIS, the National Organization of Minority Architecture Students, NOMAS, and the Association of Christians in Architecture, the ACA. Now, I won't get too deep into what each of those are or what their core values are in this episode, because they'll be doing a lot of marketing around campus, and we'll definitely dive into each one of them individually in future episodes. No matter how you choose to get involved, the important thing is that you do. At first, it serves as a great tool to meet people that are like-minded. Everyone has their own group of friends, but it's always nice to have somebody to nerd out with over shared interests. And let's face it, most of your non-architecture friends will be tired of hearing about buildings like a week from now. The next benefit of getting involved are the leadership positions. These spots are places where you can really start to push and develop yourself and benefit others in the process. A leadership position is a great resume builder. Employers look for signs that you can manage not only yourself, but others, and that you care enough to devote your time to causes that you believe in. Beyond the resume boost, it provides an opportunity for immense personal growth. Being responsible for something that's larger than yourself is slightly terrifying, but it's an immensely satisfying experience that I would encourage everyone to take part in somehow. Alright, tip number three is to be service-oriented. Architecture is a service. Of course, the goal of architecture is to create buildings and spaces, but those are byproducts of the service that architects provide. You'll find that as you grow in your education and your career, that architects spend much of their time managing people, whether that be through managing your coworkers or the people that work for you, clients, consultants, or any number of other people involved in the building process. But it's important to recognize that architecture is a social profession. It involves dealing with people. It is crucial to manage expectations. I think a lot of times we forget that our job is to serve. And even though not everybody listening to this shares my Christian faith, you'll see that as Christians, we are called to serve and to love people, making architecture a great profession for us. Now, regardless of your faith system, this act of service is an integral part of architecture. A client first, people first, social justice first, service first mentality will always serve you better. In school, this takes the form of giving back to your program. Whether you choose to serve in a leadership position like we talked about earlier, or through mentorship, or even something like Freedom by Design where we give back to the community through our design skills, just make sure that you find a way to give back. Whether we always realize it or not, we've all been abundantly blessed to be studying architecture at a university. 
These days, architecture students all over the country and the world are leading force in changing social norms and fighting for the things they believe in. Join forces with those around you to change the world for the better and impact those in your community that are not as fortunate as you. And speaking of those around you, that leads me into tip number four. Love your studio mates. For those of you starting architecture school or maybe it's your first year of studio, listen to this very closely. Those of us who have been doing this for a few years have learned this well and sometimes the hard way. You will be spending a lot of time in studio. Because of that, you'll be seeing other studio mates a lot. You will also most likely share other classes with them. Some of them might become your roommates and some of them still might become your lifelong friends. The best advice I can give you is to learn to love them all. Some of you will click right away. Others, it might take some time to get to know them, and some other ones might even annoy you. But if you can treat all of them with love and kindness, then your life will be so much easier and happier. I'm not saying every one of them is going to be your best friend, and that certainly won't be true. But at some point, they'll need something from you, or you'll need something from them. I promise you that. As studio mates, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to be willing to set your project down for five minutes to help your neighbor out when they need it. Because I can tell you from firsthand experience, when it's 4 o'clock in the morning and your deadline's coming up the next day and you don't think you can finish, that person will remember when you took the time for them and they'll be right there gluing pieces to your model or running prints for you in your time of need. In architecture school, we all lean on each other and if we can do that well, then we'll all stand at graduation together. Alright, my final piece of wisdom for you today is to be bold. Now, for the last tip of this episode, I think it's probably the most important one. Architecture school is a place of self-exploration, self-discovery, failure, success, struggle, and triumph. The one thing that you have to hold tightly to is this. You are the only you. Take pride in that and put it on display. The beauty of architecture school is that it's rarely prescriptive. In fact, I would say it is less so than almost any other discipline. Even the general formwork that has been laid by those before us is always subject to critique, modification, and advancement. Look at the way we build buildings today versus 100 years ago. Architects have a history of being pioneers. Look at the work of your favorite architect versus that of a different one. They're probably pretty different. Architects today are not even bound by technology. If there's a tool that doesn't exist for what we want to do, they invent it. If someone says it can't be done, we prove it. If one person says it's too different or too crazy, architects defend it with reason, logic, and history. Architecture school is the perfect place to try something big. If you fail, just try again. Push the envelope, think differently, and use your own personal gifts. Some of us are great designers. Others have a keen insight on research and empathy study. Some of us still are excellent model makers, programmers, renderers, writers, or any other number of skills that architecture facilitates. By keeping an open mind, as we talked about before, and also exploring yourself, I believe that you can do something truly special with your education and your career. Matt Brown, the pastor at Sandals Church, said recently that God's hope for you is that you would be the youest you, that you would be the fullest version of yourself. And I think that really applies to architecture school because no matter how much you try to lean on your peers and your professor, at the end of the day, it comes down to how well do you know yourself, how well do you know your talents, and how well are you able to express that in your designs. And I think the more fully that you know yourself and the more fully you understand what you're capable of, the more successful you'll be both in school and in your career. Now, there are countless more pieces of wisdom and advice that I could collect from faculty and other students, and I could share those with you. But I think these five are a good place to start. 
They provide a strong foundation to stand on as you move into your first year, as well as a reminder for those of us who may have wandered from the path a little bit along the way. I hope that you have found them to be as helpful as I have. In the next episode, we'll be discussing studio culture and challenge some national norms and ask some hard questions about it. As I said earlier, if there's a topic that you would like to cover, a question about something we covered in an episode, or a comment you want to leave, anything at all, please send an email to cbuaias at gmail.com with the drawing board and subject line. I hope that this podcast can be a discussion between all of us and be a platform for change, encouragement, and constructive conversation. Until the next episode, I'm your host, Jacob Slagle. Keep on drawing.